0: That's what I'm talking about. Yoshimura has been making the sickest exhaust systems since before you were born. They are the ones that powered my boys, Jet Lawrence, Hunter Lawrence, and Chase Sexton to the top of the box in Supercross, and it makes in 2023. If you want your dirt bike to run to the top of its game, get yourself a Yosh. Check them out at YoshimuraRD.com. Follow my boys on Instagram at yoshimura_rd. underscore RD.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Yoshimura Midweek Podcast. This is the 450 Shootout edition. Uh, I wanna thank our sponsors that made this possible, Temecula Motorsports, Maxis Tires, Motul Oils, and our friends at OGO. So guys, uh, great day at the 450 Shootout today. I think I go around the room and, and introduce everybody. We got Jace McAlpine from Gypsy Tales filling in for Don, Don's hurt. Love to have you. R- glad to have boys. you. Appreciate you it. you uh, nervous about talking on camera? Nah, I should be all right. <laughs> <gonna off>. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully I'll be all right.
2: Alex Ray, yeah, just a freaking the desk. guy. De- the desk guy, yeah, the desk, desk guy, guy now, yeah. <laughs> freaking soft hands. I borrowed, just, I borrowed just, this pen off him. Yeah, so just all around soft guy now. Sucks, oh, whatever.
1: Hate to hear it. <laughs> my buddy Kyle Perner. Kyle, how are you?
3: Good, good. Just the that weekend warrior. Yep you
1: know i'm i'm pat foster we've got renee garcia here
4: yeah glad to be here glad to be with the boys it's always a fun time i like just uh catching up with everybody and spending some laps on dirt bikes
1: great day kyle kyle Vara. bill helmets
0: yeah i think is this my fifth shootout now i feel like they every single month we're doing a shootout so it's a long (laughs) day riding, but uh yeah i enjoyed it for sure a lot of fun
1: so so yeah, we'll just talk about the day a little bit, and then uh, maybe we'll go through each bike, and then at the end maybe we'll each talk about what bike was our favorite. Um, so man, kind of an unusual one. It was windy today. It was it was ripping wind, and uh, gosh, I called Donnie last night, and he's like, yeah, I'm concerned about it, and uh, we had gusts up to 30, but it ended up being okay. And I think for the most part, most of the jumps, the wind was either straight in our face or at or our backs. Our, at yeah. our back, so. Yeah. Was it a problem for you at all? Jeez. Yeah, I was
5: the ostrich today, flightless bird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't like jumps at the best of times, and today I was just not. Nah. So I was, I was mainly focusing on my corners, my chassis testing. I left all the supercross stuff to you guys. Yep,
1: yep, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so like our past shootouts, uh, we we rented the track today, but we asked them to leave it rough from the last time it was ridden. They just threw some water down, fixed up a couple jump faces. I think that offers a. a a pretty good, um, ability for us to test the bikes. You know, the dirt's a little bit unusual because it's kind of hard packed and baked from the last time that it was rough. Um, maybe the track was a little bit firmer than it would normally be. I think throttle control was a little more important today, but, uh, there were some good soft berms or some good ruts. There was some, you know, plenty of room to move around on the track, but we just had some good braking bumps. So I, I think it was a, a pretty good test to, to get all the bikes uh, up against each other.
2: Yeah and I, and I was thinking about it a little bit too right because a lot of people hate on like hey you guys like test the bikes on the west coast and why don't you do a test on the east coast you know in a deeper condition but we honestly out here on the west coast whenever it's a little bit more hard packed we get more of a feel mm. of the bike right like we get more of like hey it's rigid here hey it's rigid there and I used to live on the east coast there was times where it didn't rain for Two or three months, and every single track was dry, dusty, hard packed, slick. You know, you get you get that type of condition on the East Coast as well. And uh, to me, like, yeah, whenever it's great to have that deep loam, but whenever you're really wanting to test and you're really wanting to see like the true colors of a motorcycle, you really want to ride it whenever the track is a little bit more hard packed, just to get that that feel like right like in mm. the hands in your feet everything of that sort and it's just it's good to i don't know like i i just feel like you get a better gauge you know on a little bit more of a harder pack track versus like a deep loamy nice you know rutted track every now and then yeah
5: there's a reason they call it hero dirt you know because yeah, it yeah, kind of sure. like makes everyone feel good and everything feel good at times you know like yeah. probably hide a lot of uh aspects of bike whereas i think a track like today kind of not much hiding there you know like you really are feeling a lot and then even even too like with the
2: track i just want to add like it had big jumps it had jumps to where it had like singles before like in the back section it had like a single before that little tabletop to where you like really slapped the front end you know on the on the jumps. so like you could really get a test of like hey this you know, the suspension, like the bottom resistance, like there was a lot of jumps that you could jump out to flat, a lot of tight corners, a lot of sweepers, um, that type of, you know, section, I guess. Like, it, I feel like it just, it, it was an all around good track today.
1: I, I agree. And to your point, you know, if the track's too soft, one, it's robbing a lot of power, it's, it's a little bit harder to tell what the bikes are doing. Um, also, I think a hard pack track really uh, magnifies chassis setup. Yep. And, You know, like for instance, we'll get into bikes individually, but you know, the Honda has a stiffer, rigid chassis and you're on a soft, a softer track. You might not notice that type of thing as well, or it might not, uh, matter as much. yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So with that being said, why don't we just jump into the first bike and we'll go, uh, alphabetical order. And it's kind of a cool place to start because this is a, one of the two bikes that's new this year. It's new in that. It's totally changed from last year, but it just kind of caught up to the the rest of the European bikes. Uh, Let's start with the Gas Gas. So you've been riding the Austrian bikes quite a bit. You spent a lot of time on them. What did you think of the new Gas Gas today?
5: Yeah, so I actually have the old Gas Gas in Dubai, which and it's not like the best test for it because it's like basically just a sand dune bike. Um, But yeah, I really liked that Gas Gas when I got it. Um, I've never typically been a 450 guy. But it always, that bike felt like a really good, uh, like, entry into the 450 class. And, like, I think that's what Gas Gas is going for, is more like the fun, dude, weekend warrior kind of guy. And, like, I pretty much fit that category most of the time, you know. Um, And I think that with the Austrian group, they're kind of, they've got KTMs ready to race. The Husky is... different feeling different setup with like it being you know like lower and shorter suspension and then the gas gas is kind of aimed at that weekend warrior and as far as like if you think about the bike from that angle specifically like i think they just fully nailed it like that's probably the easiest most like mellow but still fun 450 that was there today um and i think as far as the the chassis goes um that's probably like the biggest talking point for people with like the the new uh i guess ktm chassis but i think it's pretty good like once you've got a you know 12 hours on it um but yeah overall for me like i really like the gas gas i think that the the triple clamps help like that gives a bit more of like a forgiving feeling that handlebar probably i don't know if how different it is but it just overall feels softer in the chassis department and then softer in the motor department, but not too soft. So I think that they nailed like the everyday dude that would buy a 450. That's a pretty good 450 to get.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I I definitely agree. Like, I, I feel like it's almost like a, like an entry level 450, right? Like if you're like coming into the sport and you want to get a 450, like, Hey, like I don't want a 250. I want to get a 450. I feel like the gas gas is for you to be honest. Um, you just with, you know the rideability, uh, the rider triangle I felt like was, was decent. Um, although, like you said, the handlebars I don't know what's going on there because it's like yeah, they're wide out of gear. and <laughs> swept. yeah. They're, they're just it's almost like a freaking Hells Angels Harley bar. It's just like hell yeah. If you yeah. want to do heel clickers,
5: don't get a gasket. No,
2: d- definitely <laughs> do not, you know. Um, but but to be honest, like for me, I mean, I'm I, I ride, I used to ride all the time, I don't ride anymore, but I used to ride all the time. So like it was a bit soft for me like just this, like stock suspension setting all of that sorts but I feel like on the, of all the Austrian brands it's almost like the the tr- the triple clamp the swing arm that they went with all of that like I feel like if you were to set a bike up that's the stock clamps and the swing arm I would go with Yeah. right? Like it's, it's almost like you get a little bit more comfort out of the entry level stuff versus like the stiff and rigid stuff that you get on the ready to race KTM. And, um, I feel like the engine for the gas gas is right in between the KTM and the Husky. The Husky was like a little bit like on the, the slower sluggish side versus the KTM being like the, the more bottom end hit. I feel like the, the gas gas, although it doesn't have that uh the mapping you know switch or anything like that it was just right in between both of those and it was like a good in between feel like for the power wise
3: yeah i think the gas gas the overall feel of the motor was really good i, I really enjoyed it. it has real broad power easy to ride easy to feel um I think uh yeah, the bars were not my favorite out of all the bikes today. They just they felt like they were a little bit off and swept and back, and but they are what they are. Um I think one of the things I struggled with on the gas gas was that uh the fork to me felt stiffer than the shock and like the like it overpowered the, the shock and I actually went softer on the fork because landings were so harsh and it's part of that air fork. What
2: was know, uh but, what did you go with for SAG on that thing? 104. 104? Okay. Yeah. See, for me, I like, I did the, the 2VDF shootout test, and I couldn't get any comfort on any of the Austrian brands. I just felt like I was ice skating, everything. And I think the sag was set at like 105. So today I took a little bit of a different approach. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put some more weight on the front end, and I put every Austrian brand bike at 95 mil sag. Oh, wow. 95 wow. mil. And what it did... It it brought the rear end up, but it made the bike feel level. It made it feel like neutral and everything sort of worked together. But I noticed like on the gas cast, like, you know, with the, the softer fork setting, it was a bit like, like yeah, the shock would like overpower it. But dude, like the cornering felt better and that skatiness I felt. It sort of took it away, and I was able to feel the front wheel a little bit more on the Austrian
3: brands whenever I lifted the rear end up. Hmm. I wish I would have tried that because I just went the other direction. I was like, "Well, it feels feels low in the rear, and the st- front is stiff." And so we just went out on compression, and it worked to a degree. But then the whole bike started to feel too soft everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then, like well, you know, I rode all the Austrian brands back to back, and I think. Um, I think I jumped on the KTM right after that. And um, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this thing's, even though it's almost identical bike, This the KTM was just way more race ready compared to the Gas But I think you're right when you say it's more of an entry-level bike or a fun bike, or if somebody wants to buy a bike and then put all their own trick parts on yeah. it, they can put the map switch, they can put different bars, they can change suspension or do whatever they want to it. But I think they look... They look sick yeah oh, it
1: looks amazing and and so to your guys's point they I appreciate what the Austrian group is doing you know we're talking about the gas gas but you kind of have to include the other two when you're making comparisons and I, and I think that they do a good job of doing that they've made three very different bikes
5: yeah they are super different especially they're, when you back to back them
1: and 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 that's really telling right when you get them back to back and and like Kyle I do the same thing I go three Austrians in a row is mm-hmm. it really uh it really um, highlights the differences. Yeah, and the Gas Gas is significantly different. It's got a European setting. You talked about how the suspension's a little softer. European set- settings are generally softer, so it's plusher, it's smoother. Um, you do have the cast clamps that flex more, so everything is designed for comfort. And I found that when I was riding that bike at like eighty percent, it felt great. It was very comfortable. You start pushing it hard. Now it starts to wallow, it starts to move, it becomes less precise. Um, but that's that's the target market that they're, yeah. they're going for. You guys yeah. both said, hey, kind of an entry level. It's exactly what they're looking for. They're designing this bike for comfort. The power is smooth and broad and manageable for a 450 and uh, and smooth, comfortable suspension. And I think that they nailed it. And while it might not be built for me or, or for you or, um, there's a there's a there's a market that will really dig that bike and it'll probably be their favorite bike yeah and you it's can't have, you can't of go guys.
5: back in a way like from the ktm like you've got it all there and it's like it's harder to kind of like strip it away yeah. and whereas with the gas gas it's kind of like easier to start from the, the floor and like kind of build up in a sense and i could see it like for me i love putting shit on bikes like that's half of what i like to do when i'm not doing anything else and you know, you can get a bike that's so dialed, like a works edition or whatever. And it's like, oh, well, that's my bike. So I think the gas gas is a pretty good platform. And like when you start from the bottom floor, essentially, like it gives you a platform to build up.
2: Yeah. yeah and you'll have that extra cash in your pocket too, because to do that, because it is a little bit more of an entry level price line. Right. Uh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Renee, what do you think?
4: Yeah, I think, uh, I think all of you guys hit some really, really good key points. Um, I, I had the most fun on the gas gas today. Um, mm-hmm. I think that. Uh, of all of them? Uh, well, it, it was just nice to get on that bike, especially I rode it towards the end of the day. And mm-hmm. like you guys, I rode all the Austrian bikes back to back. And like it, the bike beat me up less. You know, I wasn't trying to put my fastest laps of the day towards the end of the day, but I knew I could ride the bike hard and stay out there for more than like a few laps without getting like completely exhausted. Um, I think there's a really, a couple key components that make that gas gas so unique. And so fun to ride, like the clamps and and everything that you guys mentioned earlier. Um, One of my favorite parts about the Gas Gas is the engine. I feel like compared to the other two Austrian bikes, it's the most free revving. Like it feels like it gives you the least amount of engine inertia. Mm. So I think that plays to like uh, that key comfort feel, you know. Um, and and like you said, Pat, there's a big market that I think this bike just hits the nail on the head, like yeah. the perfect bike. You know, if you're not trying to go out there and set the world on fire, the Gas Gas is a super fun bike. uh You only miss out on that map switch, which is easily uh purchasable, yeah. and you can put it on, and all the maps are ready to go. So, um yeah, I, I love the Gas Gas. It's a so, super fun bike.
2: Whenever you're like talking about the engine on on the Gas Gas, you're talking about like the inertia, right? Like. It has less engine braking Is sort of what you're maybe you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. going off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It has I, a I felt free that. revving feel. Maybe. I felt yeah. that too. It yeah. almost had. It almost like it had like a like a lightened flywheel. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you guys hit all the points, you know. But uh, for me, like from from a marketing perspective, if that's KTM's goal, or not KTM, but the Austrian brand's goal to hit these specific riders. They absolutely killed it. You know, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a win to them no matter what. They've they've targeted the specific rider for each bike. Yeah, and and they've they've killed it. You know, now for me the Gas Gas, um, it it's a softer bike. You know, like if you're going slower, like what you said, Pat, like it's comfortable, it's forgiving. You know, you feel the flex in the clamp. Um, it's just a fun bike to have. the The thing is, is like once like, like what you said, you start pushing that thing, you're bottoming it out, you know, you're 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 kinda taking it beyond its limits. But um overall, I mean it it's an amazing bike. The thing about the Austrian brands, every single one of those bikes is capable of being a race bike. No matter what parts you put on it, you know, it you can tailor it and tune it and make it a race bike, right? But like straight out of the box, those bikes are very specific to a specific rider. And for me, it was just a little bit soft. Great motorcycle, just for the needs that I need. If I were to buy that, and that's what I was racing all year long, it's just a little bit soft. The bars, to your point, I mean, Dylan Ferrandez, for whatever reason, ran like Banshee ATV <laughs> panel bars on his 250 forever. That, you know, they were like six inches taller or whatever. I felt like I was riding with those bars. But... It's weird. I mean, uh, those are all little, like, tweaks and, you know, personal preferences. But for me, that, that bike is a great bike, for sure. It just, you know, it's give or take at this point.
1: So so moving on to the next bike, let's talk about the Honda a little bit. And uh, while you there, Kyle, what do you, you think of the Honda?
0: I want to love the Honda so much. <laughs> like, seeing Jet and all of those guys just absolutely dominate on that bike. Um, I want to be like Jet, you know, like I want to ride like him. Can I do it on the stock bike? Probably not. You know, um, the, the the power of that Honda is, is awesome. It honestly today, like riding back to back and everything the Honda kind of felt like a tractor, like it wants to be like lower in the revs and kind of lugged around and like it, it works really good in that range. The moment you get up to speed and then you feel like you're doing a good lap or whatever, you catch that one moment where it steps out and you're like, oh, shit.
1: Where did that come from?
0: Where did that come from? <laughs> and I didn't even see it. And, like, you have a couple of those moments per lap, you're slowing down. And yep. and I've said it before, but, like, for me, that that is the biggest downfall of the Honda. I think it's a, it's a great bike. Um, but if you have a couple of those moments per lap, and you're trying to be like serious and, and you know, put consistent lap times down. It's just, there's something about it that just, you know.
1: And I'm with you. And uh, I mean, I think we can all agree. Our, the ergonomics are amazing, right? Yeah. You get on that bike and it's like, wow, this thing is comfortable. And it yeah. looks amazing in the pits. And you're just cruising through the pits on it. And like, this thing just feels like it's ready to go It's fast. like
2: whenever you throw your leg over a Honda, you know it's a Honda, yeah. right? It's yeah. like the, the, the structure of it, it just feels solid. It's very unique, too. Like,
4: yeah. it, it has a very different feel when you when you get on that Honda versus other bikes. And you've, like, been a, you've been a Honda fan for a while. I mean, I, I, know you, I know you like it up to a point. Yeah. Yeah. No, a lot like, like, like what you guys said. I love the Honda. I think that if I were to build a bike, I would want the same feel of a Honda. I like the feel. I like the placement of everything. The bars are in the right spot. I have enough room for my legs where I don't feel cramped compared <laughs> to some of the other bikes. Um, but it's just the bike that beats you up the most, you know, and it's, it's hard because I feel good for a few laps and then the technique starts to fade away a little bit. And then you get one of those moments, you're like, all right, well, it's time to back her down a little bit. Um, that Honda just really like it, it, you really need to have that dial technique to ride that Honda. And you can see why the guys that ride it really good have that dial technique because at the mo at any moment you slip up a little bit and you might pay for it but um i think the honda has a great engine package um it's a little bit smoother the last two years has nice like roll-on and uh, like kyle said i think uh it promotes that smoother like you know not super revvy kind of riding style where you're kind of just carrying your momentum
1: it's it's so close to being great and it it's it's fast the motor's great through the whole power band, right? Top to bottom, it's got got a solid, solid engine package. It's narrow, it feels nimble, it corners great. Most of the time, the front end's grabbing. It has a tendency to lose the front end. We talked about that a little bit today. But for the most part, it corners great, it feels light, it's fast, like everything about it should be amazing. It's even got great suspension. The suspension's good. It's just got a chassis that is so rigid and unpredictable and I don't know how to fix it. And it's like, man, so many things about this bike are amazing. And then, like Kyle said, you hit something and you go, wow, I don't even know what to do with that. It's, I, don't, it, I, don't, I don't even know how to fix that.
0: It's literally one of those bikes where it's like, no, come back. Yep. Come back. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, it's hey, like yeah. it's like riding a
5: horse yeah you know when like you can have a horse that's pretty cool for like a while and then you just get that one day and that thing just like bolts on you and <laughs> yeah. you can never yeah. you can never yeah. trust that horse again yeah. you're just I like do? looking yeah. at it every time you're just like i don't know about you bro yeah. there's something yeah. there's something going on
3: <laughs> it's like the honda is i mean it's the best looking bike out of all of them. when you look at the honda you're just like yeah like you said i want to love this bike and you sit on it and it feels so good and you're like, the rider triangle's good. The seat is good. Everything about this Honda is so good. And then you ride it, and you're like, hey, I'm liking this bike. It's feeling good. The suspension's plush. The motor is, is amazing. I ride the motor in, the, like, the lower RPMs and short-shift it, and I feel pretty good. Every- and it feels great until it doesn't. And, like you said, that one little step out, or for me today, it was like I hit the front brake in some rough bumps, and it would just mm. do this weird thing. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? Uh, You know, and, and I I couldn't like pinpoint it. I don't know exactly what it's doing or why it's doing that, but I just know I had some close calls Mm. and then you're like, "Mm, I need to spend more time on this bike to really feel comfortable on it. But I think it's a great bike. And for somebody who's super precise or maybe a pro like you, I I think, (laughs) I think guys (laughs) who are super precise on that bike will thrive on it. You know? Yeah. I'm a little. You you
1: know, you looked great on it today.
2: Uh, Well, the thing about it is, like, you can't ride. I I don't know. Like like stock form, I couldn't ride it to my best ability because of. It's almost like.
0: It's in the back of your head.
2: It's it's in the back of my head. One, two. It's like, it's riding a fast RC car with like a short wheelbase, super fast, but. At high speed, super twitchy, and it's like you hit one square edge bump, and dude, like if there's like a camera guy looking at you, he's seeing every single one of the number plates, 100%. It's, dude, if I, oh God. If I could take that engine and put it in the 2008 (laughs) CRF450, dude, I would have the, I would be so bricked up. (laughs) Dude, Dude, I'm telling you, like I still to this day, I had one, I had a, I had a 08, CRF450, I loved it. Cornered great, everything was good about it. It just had a carburetor. So if you put this engine in a 2008, I I feel like it would have been a great motorcycle. But today, I just, I didn't gel with it. I thought the forks were a bit soft, like on the, like it was, it was weird because like the suspension felt soft but at the same time the chassis felt rigid. So I, it was like this sort of like in between that I just, I didn't gel with and I, I couldn't really ride it how I wanted to. Cause I felt like, I'm like, okay, all right, this, this is going to get out of hand. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I guess I feel the same. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's like I would, I've, I haven't rode a Honda that much and uh, yeah, like I, I remember coming down the hill like before the doubles and it was like kind of rough there. And I was like, this feels good. Like this is like stable and it's like felt very straight Like I was, it was going where I pointed it and then you get into the turn and then it's just like oversteer and then (laughs) you get into the next turn oversteer. And it's like, you just, you're kind of like riding around expecting to just be like losing the front in a sense. And then you start like timing it. And then you're just like, that seems like the wrong game (laughs) to play (laughs) with a 450, you know, where like you're trying to like just expect where the, where it's going to float, you know? And, being around Jet and Hunter's bike, like you they definitely do some different stuff. Like they're not riding a stock CRF sure, 450 and like going that fast, you know. But even today I was just thinking, I mean, I'd probably be cranking down on the Lock Nut on the triple clamps and like really tightening that up. I it. I didn't do it today, but if I continued riding it, that's what I would have done definitely throw the old steering dampener on there. And it's like, does it need a different offset triple clamp? Like some engine mount? Like what does it need? Because I'm in the same, like my dad's Honda, everything. everything. There's like 20 Hondas in our shed at home. I got my own 96. Like I love Hondas. I just, yeah. it's like Dave Chappelle or whoever is like, love rap music, tired of defending it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Love Honda, not riding it. Yeah. yeah.
2: It, it's It's almost like, yeah, like it, say if I were to go and buy a Honda, the first thing I would do, I would yeah, what would, would you fix. How would you fix it? I would for one, I would rake the front end out. Yeah. yeah. And then two, I would slide the like the, the chain yeah. all the way back, all the way back, all the way to the stop pretty much. Um, that was the first thing I would do and, and just try to like level the bike out a bit to where it was good in like a straight line traction and just try to get that like that sort of feel and try to get that rigidity out. Of the, of the chassis a bit that that's that's sort of what I would do um, but dude I, I mean
0: the, the chassis like well I understand what you're saying and all that I just think that the, the way that the frame is built is it's so stiff you know what I mean like you saw in Europe in the MotoGP stuff um, or MXGP like they were trying like build it lowers like they were really messing around with that frame when that bike originally came down came out And I think that they were trying to engineer a little bit more flex into the frame uh, to do that. Like, the suspension's okay. Like, it's good suspension. And and I feel like some of the major moments that I've had on that bike have been where I've blown through the suspension and then hit just a brick wall of a chassis. You know, where, like, some of these other bikes where you kind of work through the suspension and you bottom it or whatever like the frame it'll have a
2: little bit of a give there. the frame
0: yeah the frame acts as a dampener as well you know like i just think that you get through this soft suspension and then you hit a brick wall and that's kind of where like this thing gets all kind of tries to bound up yeah like you
2: feel it in your hands, you feel it in your back hell you Dude. might even feel it fuck ass crack some uh, ankles <laughs> everything every joint you just like feel it you're like oh
5: but even like as soon as it's on an angle Then you're kind of going away from suspension, then and then into flex, like so. It's like you don't even have to be deep in a straight line to like feel it. It's just like as soon as it's like that front brake feeling, like there was a lot of times where I'm just not braking very hard and you're kind of like babying the thing like into turns because you kind of like don't want that tucking sensation. And when I rode the one time I did ride one. Um my friend Casey has one at home and the same deal, there's like this one right hand sweeper and you come into it and it's just you just kinda don't want to touch the brake. So it's even yeah, it's like anytime it's on an edge, then you're relying on the flex and of it's the It's like chassis, when you, you know.
3: upset the front end, it just it's sometimes it's okay and then sometimes it's not. And I don't really know the answer to that. But talking about the frame rigidity um, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but I heard that the Honda frame is actually softer and less rigid than all the other um, aluminum frame bikes, but that it's possible that it's too flexy, you're getting recoil, and that's why we feel that rigidity, but um, that
0: yeah, I don't sense. know. I, that sense the, yeah. the thing is, yeah. like the Honda, I, I feel like when you get on that bike and you're, you're doing some motors or whatever, your mentality switches from mm-hmm. defensive. <laughs> we are like, I yeah. just need to make it around where on the other bikes, you can be offensive and you're racing the track. Like in that mentality, will just, I mean, you're just kind of expecting for something to happen, even if it doesn't happen. You know?
1: Well, it's yeah. funny. It's funny that you say that. And when we started this, I, I told Alex, I said, Hey, you looked, you looked good on the bike today. I took the Honda home for a little while last year and would go out and ride it. And my dad would watch me around. He goes, man, you look really good on that bike. Just like I said to you, and Mm I would reply the same way. I'm like, man, you don't know what's going on in my helmet. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, oh (laughs) man, I'm I'm concerned. Did you change anything to get it better, or I I did some of the things that Alex recommended, like sliding the forks down in the clamps, and but I didn't I didn't put any money into it or buy any parts or anything like that. Yeah, Um, slid the back wheel back a little bit, and but it like I said, the suspension's good, the the handling's good it's just, it's a, it's a frame issue. I, I didn't get into <laughs> engine hangers or, or into, um, uh, linkages. You know, I think those types of things would help, but no, I didn't, yeah. I didn't really, yeah. I, I brought it back. <laughs> <laughs> I brought it back. So, uh, so anyways, let's move on. Let's move on to the Husky. Um, what do you guys, what do you guys think of, what do you guys think of the Husky? You know, we, we've, we talked about the gas gas a little bit. It's, um, Again, a very different bike. You know, it, I, I think that if people didn't know that there were three bikes made by the same manufacturer and you just went and rode all three, you wouldn't know that. Yeah, and I think the Husky has a has a very big difference from the other two. Just what do you, what do you think about it? What do you think today?
5: Uh, I think again, just like keeping in mind what they're trying to do. Like it didn't win the shootout for me, mm-hmm. so like it wasn't on the day the best four fifty. But yeah, keeping it in mind um don actually lent us that 450 for the um well vets one of my buddies come over and he's like a short he's a short dude and it's like that bike is literally perfect for him and he got third on the on the weekend you know Gosh. so it's like he loves those bikes he always wants to get on those bikes and i think yeah for what they tried to accomplish with that bike they did it and it turns really good i'd, I'd say like If I had someone say, "Oh, should I get a KTM or a Husky?" I'd go, "Do you sit down in turns, or do you stand up through turns?" Because I feel like the Husky is a great bike if you're a dude that like sits early, sets up, and likes to like really turn on. I guess not a dime, but you know, like pivot the bike and turn, and then it's gonna squat and feel really good coming out of those turns. But if you're a taller dude. Or if you're someone that likes to stand up a lot more. Like I think even in one of the turns standing up, I had like my heel drag on the ground today. So it's like, it just has characteristics. Um, Probably, I don't know if you boys thought this, but I thought it had probably the heaviest engine brake of the three bikes. So that's like, if you're like that feeling, obviously the mapping and stuff can change. But I think one of my big pluses on the Husky, and this is like actually quite big for me and how I try and ride the, I'd say like I split ergos in a bike in half now. So it's like you got the middle of the foot pegs, ergos at the back, ergos at the front. And the front is like the shroud feel and like where you can kind of like place your inside leg when you're turning. And then the rear of the bike is probably more important. It's like how much can you grip with your ankles and like all of your boot? Like how big is that contact patch? And then how much like leverage can you push back into it? And I think the Husky probably has just the best bike overall for that for me. I don't wear knee braces either. Um, So I think, like you said today, knee braces probably make it feel a little bit wider. Um, But yeah, I love the Husky for that. Good motor. There's nothing like exciting. Doesn't do anything great. Doesn't do anything bad. It just does kind of what it needs to do. Um, But yeah, so I think I enjoyed the Husky. I think for for what they're trying to achieve, I think they achieved it once again, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I and I was one of the ones um who was honestly a bit um I was dreading it a bit. Uh just just coming from from the bass like uh the two fifty shootout that we did. I, I didn't gel with it at all. Um and then like today I'm like, you know what? Like I was thinking, you know, it's ten mil it's ten mil lower, right? You know, like mm-hmm. for for like that the you know, the shorter stature and and I'm like, you know what, like this was the first bike that I was going to try that 95 mil sack. I mean, you know what, I'm going to bump the rear up just to see if I can get more traction onto the front wheel. And I ended up trying it with the other two. But but with the Husky, like I, I felt it the most. I feel like, you know, like I wanted it a little bit more tall on the rear and it helped the whole front end of the bike. Um, I noticed... Like you said, like with the heavy feel in the the um the engine, I think that just goes back to the to the air box, you know, just with it mm. being closed off and all that, yeah, and, and yeah. not getting a lot of air. Which I mean, you can drill holes in the you know filter cover and all that stuff and get a little bit more air to it. I think you can um, even
5: run the right side off completely. Eh, there's like an extra bit of plastic that you. I don't know if it affects the air yeah. Or I don't it. know, but
2: um, I don't know any of that, but like it's just it it was like like you said it was super super heavy like it was almost like hey i got to ride this thing like either like a 250 f or a 350 like a little bit a little more revvy just to get it to go you know and um but for the most part like i think they achieved the goal that they were going for for this you know for this motorcycle and i, I think for me i had a better i don't know if it was the weight difference between the 250 and 450 but i think the 450 i gelled with the husky a little bit better than i did um the previous bike that i rode so yeah it was uh it for me today i was i was a bit surprised on the, on the husky
5: yeah
3: yeah the husky for me is a bit of a mixed bag because there's some things that it does pretty well like turning outside flat corners when I mean, you're squatted down you're sitting down you're turning It feels good, right? You're like a slot car and you're, but other areas of the track is where I would struggle through like rollers. It feels like the bike's already sitting halfway through the stroke and the suspension and all of a sudden it gets kind of weird and, you know, starts bucking me around a little bit. Um, Did you get any,
2: did you get any like packing in the, in the shock at all? Like like, a little bit, like it almost felt like the, the rebound was
3: like super slow and it didn't react. Like it, it wouldn't come back up. Yeah. On the downhill before the the rhythm lane, um, that was the only bike that it, it just didn't feel right going through all the the little bumps and stuff there. I just felt like it was felt squatted and it was like too low. So I don't think the lower, I would love to ride that bike with regular suspension or, or have it, you know, raised up maybe it would make a huge difference for me but i i guess is the target audience for someone who's who's maybe shorter and they're that's what they're going after i i'm not really sure but um yeah for me i think it had some some pluses you know if you're you're sitting down riding outside corners i think it i think it works really good other areas i think it could definitely use some some help but uh yeah the motor's not too exciting it's there it's just sort of you know, probably middle of the road compared to all the other bikes, but um all in all, I I like the bars, I like the front end feel of of the bike. Um, I like the looks of it. I think it's cool. Yeah.
1: So. Well, and to your point, Kyle, you and I tested a, a factory edition or a Rockstar edition in mm-hmm. LA County one time that was yeah. that had full suspension, and we yeah. both we, you and I both liked that yeah, a yeah. lot better. It had the, sure. the, it had the regular suspension. And uh, Jason, it's funny that you were as you were talking, I'm watching you, you're going, hey, it's probably built for a smaller guy that likes to pivot in the corners. And I'm picturing my buddy who rides a Husky, short guy, he's probably 5'5", and he skids into every corner and pivots. And I'm like, man, you're you're describing my buddy that loves the Husky and it's Mm -hmm. perfect for him. Um, So yeah, you know what, I'm over six feet, shorter suspension, not for me. The bike feels tight, it feels compact, to your point, Kyle. I think when you lower the suspension, you're automatically sinking through some of the initial plushness of the stroke. So now you're down in the harsher part of the stroke. I think that's part of the reason why you're feeling that it just wasn't as compliant.
3: Yeah, that's how I felt like I was just in that already in the middle part of the stroke of the suspension, and it never really, it never really felt like I could get that little bit of plushness you wanted in some of the smaller bumps. So. Yeah, it's
1: initially harsh. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just, I you're a bigger guy. I just don't think it's designed for you. It's not designed for me. Uh, Again, I I appreciate what they're doing. Um, I'm not their target, though. I don't think you are either.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's funny because on any particular day, if I ride the Husky by itself, I feel like I can can go pretty good. I feel I could get pretty comfortable on it. But it's days like today when you ride them all back to back and you can really nitpick each individual thing about the bike. Um, As far as the engine, I think the Husky is like my least favorite Austrian engine. I think it feels really heavy and, and um, you know it's lacking a little bit of that bottom end. Like Alex said, it's a little choked up. Um, there are some great characteristics of the chassis and the suspension, I think, where it works really well. I think you guys nailed the, the nail on the head when, when you talked about how if you're a guy who likes to sit down early and sweep turns, the bike's perfect for flat tracking and things like that. It's so much lower to the ground that you're not really fighting it. You could really like lay that thing over and, and turn well. Um, but some of the things I struggle with today a lot were like some of the higher speed sections when you're coming into braking, like you mentioned, Pat, like you're already in the harsher part of the stroke and it just feels, everything feels much more abrupt. You're getting that really hard part of the bottom of the stroke and it's like coming at you a lot faster. It feels yeah. like, um, and being a taller person, I just, it doesn't, it's not my cup of tea. You know, yeah. I, I, think that, um, you're missing a good part of, of, of what the suspension should be absorbing by, by taking it away. So, yeah. Um, Husky is great. I think I could get comfortable on it if I were to ride by myself with not riding any other bikes back to back. But, um, when you put it up against the rest, it's just, it's fall short. Kyle, what
1: do you
0: think? Yeah. I mean, I rode that bike, uh, second to last today. Yep. So I was a little bit tired. felt pretty good. Sure. But it's the bike that is kind of made for that. I think, you know, like the, the moment you kind of let off the gas or you're not bashing in the faces or, like, riding at race speed, it really works great, you know? Um, the engine is a little bit underpowered, I think. Uh, but, honestly, like, I kind of prefer a engine that you can ride to its limit instead of something that's just an absolute monster that you have to hang on to, right? So, like, whenever I jump on the the Husky or the Gas Gas, um, I kind of enjoy those engines because you can you can push it to its limits um, and still feel in control. You know, sure. as a race bike, if I were to take that racing, I just it's it's too soft, it's too low. You know, things like that. Um, I mean, we we can say it all day long, but I, I think the Austrian group like they hit their target market for that the beginner who wants a four fifty great bike go ride the vet track like you would have so much fun on that bike um you know and then in contrast i got to ride the factory edition husky last year and actually that was my number one pick so like you know some suspension a pipe and that bike is is totally capable it doesn't take a lot right? doesn't take much no so um yeah i think you know the husky is a great bike but it definitely has its own its own rider for sure
1: so so moving on What'd you think of the Kawasaki? Kawasaki is pretty exciting, all new bike. Yeah. Really the, the only all new bike
0: this year. Yeah. And, I, uh, I mean, the Kawi had so much hype, you know. I remember seeing the spy photos and stuff of uh, like someone in the MXGP running it and uh, seeing the new classics and all that. And I was extremely stoked on that bike. Um, overall, I think they moved in the right direction as far as chassis goes. The bike like the turn in and and just the overall handling of the Cowie, it's a step in the right direction you know um the one thing that i was kind of disappointed in is the low end of this new engine and like coming from riding cowies my entire life basically yep. right and like kind of really feeling the the low end grunt that most cowies have Um, I wanted to see a little bit more on this new bike, you know. doesn't mean that you can't make up for it. Roll speed and and technique and, you know, really paying attention to what you're doing can make up for that low end, the lack of power in the (laughs) low end. Um, But to me, like, I got off the bike and I was like, okay, well, what pipe is going to make this low end really stand out? And I think that that was kind of what I took away from the Cowie. Overall, Amazing changes, great direction. I think I think as like a base bike to start with, the things that you can do to that bike, it that bike's gonna be an amazing motorcycle. You know, race Absolutely. suspension, bars, do all the things that you would do for your for your race bike. That bike is gonna be amazing, you know. But in stock form, um I just it was lacking a little bit of low end power for me.
4: What'd you think, Renee? I was actually really excited to ride the Kawasaki um this year. Uh, the Cowie has been my top pick the last few years, pretty dominantly. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had a little bit of mixed emotions on it today. Um, I think it's a great bike. I think for what they were targeting, um, the bike corners a lot better. Uh, I think they had a lot of, uh, room to give there, right? It was already a cornering, good cornering bike. It had great straight line stability. They gave up a little bit of that straight line stability for better cornering. And I was able to feel that translate to the track. Um, I struggled a little bit with the fork today Uh, we went a little bit stiffer just to get a little bit more hold up I think overall their new valving has Improved from last year. We struggled with it. The fork was a little bit soft Uh, That mid part of the stroke firmed up a little bit, but it was still blowing through for me Um, And uh, I was able to get pretty pretty comfortable on it Um, The other thing that kind of bummed me out a little bit was I felt like the rider triangle had changed quite a bit since last year um, the last chassis was was pretty spot on for me. I was really comfortable on it. We played around with foot peg height, but I don't think it was a deal breaker last year. This year, um, I definitely, if I were to continue riding this bike for this year, I would want to put those foot pegs a little bit lower. I yep. felt like I was a little bit cramped in some positions. Getting up off that seat, coming out of turns was a little bit more difficult mm. this year than it was last year. And uh, just adding on to what Kyle said, I mean, it, it just, uh, it lacks a little bit of low end. It's not slow by any means. It's a 450, right? But Compared to the rest of the class, it's definitely dropped in that department. Um, but overall, I'm stoked on on the fact that Cowie has listened to what a lot of you know us media guys have said about the Cowie, and they, they really tried to improve it. Um, I love the new Brembo brake. The rear brake works really well this year too. Um, ODI lock-ons. I mean, that's my that's my money exactly. right there. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean like the bars felt kind of high. It just didn't feel like a typical Cowie for me. And so it kind of missed the mark a little bit, but I think that with very minor, minor tweaks, the thing can be like the best bike easily.
1: Well, you were talking about the ergonomics and you're talking about wanting to lower the pegs. Super cool that you can do that. Exactly. The only bike that you can. So Kyle and I did the intro last week and kind of got a a little uh, shut out because of the rain. And I know you guys say you can ride in the rain. It was dumping, right? And it was it was muddy and we weren't gonna be able to test real well. We didn't want to ruin that bike too. Just hammers those bikes. But we had a we had a great time in the morning, and I'm really pumped about the Kawasaki. I love the new chassis. I think the chassis's great. The bike, the bike has so much better balance. Last year the bike was pretty pitchy. You talked about the soft front fork, which also it was soft, but also translated into a harsh ride. There's a there's a harsh midstep in it um i think that they've smoothed out that that fork a little bit i think it's much more compliant much more comfortable it's still a little soft like you said i had to go quite a a bit stiffer today because on the big hits i was bottoming it but for the most part going into corners and stuff the bike for me felt a lot more balanced it didn't want to pitch back and forth when you get on it coming out of the turns or when you're getting on the brakes coming in uh i thought the the chassis was very very comfortable i love everything that they did there um I'm with you that the the low end is soft. I think they took uh, there's a little grommet in the airbox that was choking things up a little bit when you and I rode it. Did it feel like it was a little faster to you today? A little better low end than at Glen Helen? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I think it breathes a little bit more, and I think maybe some holes in the airbox might even help because yeah, it, I, I think there's going to be a to lot of it.
3: that. Maybe different aftermarket air filters. There's going to be a lot of stuff that they're yep. going to try to 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 remedy some of that. But um. For me, I spent all of last year, most of last year, on the 23 Kawasaki. So, getting on this new bike, I immediately could tell what they were going after, and I thought they they really hit the mark. The chassis is is amazing. Small bump compliance at high speed, low speed. I felt really good going into corners. I felt like I could hit corners faster. Um, yeah, the motor is slower than last year. It doesn't have that low end hit. But I found that, yeah, you know, like Kyle was saying, carrying more speed into corners and stuff, it kind of changed my riding style a little bit. But it actually felt like I was getting in and out of corners way faster on the newer bike. I feel, kind of feel like they built this motor around this chassis. And the one big takeaway I can have besides it handles amazing and I feel really good on the bike and super comfortable, I don't get tired riding this bike. I can ride this bike all day and just not get... <laughs> get beat up on on it and so i really really am enjoying the new chassis on the cowie and i i can't wait to you know try some stuff and maybe a pipe and just try and get a little more low end out of it but i think it's a great platform and a and a super solid solid uh base for kawasaki yeah
1: i i think most people are gonna like the the new power band i mean i i'm with renee that hey i I like the snap that the kawasaki used to have i miss that but i think for most people they're going to like a smoother power delivery for all the reasons you said, and the mid-range
3: and top are great.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, It's oh, super yeah, no, easy it's to
3: ride. I mean, that's one of the the, the things too, that the Cowie just has a, one of those, feel, you just jump on that bike, the way the bike feels between your legs, where your legs squeeze on the frame. Um, for me, it just is super comfortable. I really, really have enjoyed riding the Cowie. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, and that's something that you always get, I feel like, whenever you ride a Cowie, because like I've for years i feel like cowie has always had the best frame you know like straight out of the box cowie has the best frame like you hop on it you're like okay yeah this feels like a cowie but at the same time it's like you can just head out on the track hold the thing wide open and you feel like all right like this thing it's like whenever you go into a sweeper you can be up on the pegs and the balls of your feet and it's almost like you can just it's you feel like it's not going to step out and it's not going to high side or anything like that you just feel it like it'll track too. And with this with this engine it it almost seems yes it, the low end it it's not really there, but it's usable power and it's and it's to the ground, right? Okay. Um and then I guess there is something in the airbox that you can remove to give it a little bit more um more airflow and a little bit more power too as well. I didn't try that today, but um I I I was super super surprised. I spent some time on the the previous model, Cowie, and um, I think that what they were trying to do, like you guys said, they achieved it. You know, they they wanted to slim it up a little bit. They wanted to you know get it better for cornering and all that, but they didn't want to lose the stability. I think they hit the mark. You know, like I was able to corner that thing. It felt nimble. Um, I think it is. A, is it a little bit heavier? Then yeah, it's five maybe five maybe little, pounds heavier. five pounds heavier, but the only time you feel it, it's like it's with the engine. Like you feel like the heaviness in the engine, but you don't feel it whenever you're riding the motorcycle. Yeah, in the on same the way
5: that the Husky feels like heavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: like it, it's like if the engine feels a bit sluggish, but the 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 whole chassis of the bike feels more nimble. You're able to get in and out of corners better. You're able to cut down more. It stays in the rut better. It, you don't have that. I didn't get that oversteer or like, you know, my front end wasn't popping out of the ruts or anything like that. It was able to track through the rut um, pretty well.
1: When, when you're on the bike, if, if somebody hadn't told me that it was five pounds heavier, I would have guessed the bike's five pounds lighter, right? Mm-hmm. It, feels, yeah. it, it feels, feels, feels better. You on track, only right? feel
2: the heaviness in the engine. Mm-hmm. That's only, that's only, just with the power delivery. That would, that was it just because it doesn't have as much bottom, but like the weight of the bike over the jumps, you know, in the air, anything of that sort in the corners, it it leans over nice everything it, like I think that that Cowie made a real real big step in the right direction. I was bummed like because they have like the holes in the frame right like for the different engine mounts. Yep. I was bummed that that's it, because it comes stock on a new Cowie like the adjustability. I was bummed a bit to see that they didn't have that there ready for us to test as well. For stock form. Oh, try I some different
1: engine hangers? Yes, to uh-huh.
2: just to try different engine hangers because it is stock. Like, I mean, it comes with the holes to, you know, change, but I guess that's an aftermarket part that will become available later. Later, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
3: The one thing about the Cowie, too, that just not just the stability, but the predictability. Mm. I feel like I can hit it the same line every lap on the Cowie and it never steps out on me. Yep. Yeah. And so for that,
2: it's complete it's opposite a- of what the Honda was. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. New
1: Cowies confidence inspiring. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it feels
5: <clears throat> it feels like the I guess what you would looking at the Honda feel like the Honda should feel like, if that makes sure. sense. Sure. But um I haven't spent much time at all on the Cowies. I wrote a I think I wrote a twenty four, two fifty F at Glen Helen, and then I thought the fork was like crazy stiff and then the front <laughs> brake was the worst feeling ever with like that lever so that's the extent of my cowie knowledge but i actually was at the arco gp um and fevra was riding it i'm really good friends with tucker and he does a lot of the development stuff with um cowie so for me i was like i felt kind of in on this bike a little bit because i'd seen seen it in europe and like tucker fully run me through you know the new changes and the gp bike and all the differences and yeah so i was kind of like drinking the kool-aid before the bike even come out um but yeah i mean i rode it last the track was the driest i was tired um and yeah i think i like did maybe five laps before i kind of like thought about what i was testing and i come i remember coming over um the just before the finish i was like damn i've done like five laps already (laughs) but it was just fun like i was really enjoying riding it and you know i've spent so much time on austrian bikes that it does take me a little bit to kind of like trust the lean angle and like really find confidence. But I think that bike was probably like the quickest bike for me to just feel like I could lean. And then, you know, you talk about like the flex characteristics, like once the bike's turned over, how kind of twitchy or compliant is it? And I thought that and the Yamaha had the best, almost positive like lean feel. Um, The motor definitely... I think, like, draggy, laggy, lazy, heavy, like, those kind of adjectives. Yeah, like, thick. Yeah, it's just like it feels... like it
2: had a carburetor, but it didn't have that, like, bog to it, right? Yeah,
5: yeah. And it doesn't feel bad. Like, it's not... It's just... It's kind of unique. And I feel like, yeah, if you got a Yoshi and an Mm -hmm. Ignition and, you know, like, maybe cut the screen out of the air filter. Like, I mean, but you do that stuff to KTMs. Like, you'd pretty much do that to every bike, you know? Um but yeah, I just thought it was really good cornering, really good in a straight line. One of the places what I was like basing some feedback on today was the S section before the tabletop with like the flags, because you kind of get a good like you're changing direction side to side. You're on the edge of the tire, and then there's those acceleration bumps kind of all the way out. You kind of turn it on them. So that to me was like the section where I was really trying to feel the bike the most and. Cowie just even through your feet feels good there. You know, sure. like you're not getting a a crazy amount of feedback. Um so yeah, I honestly loved it. Like I would buy one of those bikes. And I would and I would buy one of those bikes going, okay, like what can I squeeze out of this bad boy? You know, like there's something here, like let's figure it out. So I think that it would be like if you're a dude let's listen to this and you're buying a new bike in 2024. And you want to just like have a bit of a project all year, like go for a cow because it's a cool bike to, like you've got a good base and you can take it from there.
1: It's easy to easy to, to start with a bike that handles well and corners well and is smooth and find a little power yeah. and to try to go the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah.
5: yeah, just find what works, like what you do like out of it. There's so much stuff that you can do these days. so the potential
4: yeah, is there and the bike is so adjustable like yes it's, it you, is can, adjustable, you can you yeah. can literally tailor it to your likings exactly yeah, yeah. and new, i, I new don't yeah. yeah yeah and i don't think it'll take a lot like that bike is it's 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 much more like flickable than last year like the bike feels lighter it's crazy that it's heavier but yeah yeah,
5: yeah. well i think even the stark like because i've been riding that a little bit and that's like a lot heavier yeah and it's like even i think downhill mountain bikes You know, we kind of got on this craze of just lighter, 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 lighter. And everyone, once one company started doing it, everyone started doing it. And now even in downhill, you're seeing some dudes are like an alloy. Some guys are trying to make bikes a little bit heavier. And you get on a Stark and then that thing's way heavier than all these bikes. And you're like, wow, this is really crazy light. Like if you didn't pick this bike up off the stand and know it was heavy as shit, it wouldn't feel heavy, <laughs> like it's there's places like you said where it feels heavy, but yeah, I mean, it, I I think we got into the mindset of heavier is bad. When yeah. I just don't know that that's the case.
2: Sure. The one the one thing I I did take away from the Cowie that I disliked was the fork was just a tad soft for me. Like yeah, I, I, I did I soft. did get a little bit of blow through with that, but that was the only negative I felt like that in the engine.
0: Did you go up with, I, I went two clickers in on the compression mm-hmm. and that, that kind of helped that. Yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. 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 But I, I noticed the same. Yeah. Thing.
1: I did the same thing and I actually thought about you because <laughs> I thought about during our 250 shootout, you talked about your upside down triangle mm-hmm. and, it, and it feels like it's got pretty good holdup and stuff going into corners and stuff like that but when you it do catches hard, you off guard, it will, thug. it will go through. Yeah. yeah. Do You guys get any on. vibration like in the pegs at all with, the, with the Cowie. I didn't really notice it. No, I didn't really, yeah, I've, I I've didn't heard other, other people say that, but I didn't really notice it.
2: Yeah. I felt
1: a little bit in the pegs, but nothing, nothing terrible. So, um, so let's move on to the KTM. And we were talking earlier. You, you've said you spent a lot of time on KTMs. Um, what'd you think of the 24?
5: I'll lock it. Um, if you're gonna buy did anyone else notice all right so i looked down i got on the ktm and i got half a lap on the track and i looked at the hour meter because i was like this bike is brand new they just felt like the difference i rode the husky first and then i rode the ktm and i was like dude this is actually insane to back to back that new chassis at 12 hours versus two hours so like if you buy that bike do not spend any money on it until you've put 12 hours on it because like you're just not gonna know what the bike feels like but i put in the lead up to world bets i got a 350 here and it was the first time i would really rode the new chassis and i probably put like 20 something hours on it um and yeah i've liked that new chassis now it was something that i was like nah rode my brothers back in australia when he got it i still had my old one um and then I got the gas gas in Dubai so like I'm pretty used to that old chassis um but yeah now I've spent a good time of amount of time on both like there's things you can do to get that new one feeling even better but yeah I really liked it I mean I think the KTM that motor was awesome it's definitely I'd say it's the second best motor I think that the the um Yamaha is like a more kind of exciting like Yamaha is honestly just like a vibe when you ride it you know um but yeah like Super good motor on the KTM. I think... I haven't said yet that... I think the air forks have gotten considerably better. Like, every single year. I think that if I... Well, I know I would change, like, forks. I'd go in a different direction. But I think as far as a stock bike goes, like, if I didn't have all that suspension already, I mean, and you're a dude buying a bike, I think that's come a long way. Um, I think it's got the best front ergos in terms of, like, the shroud. Um... But yeah, overall, I really think the KTM's solid. Like they make a they make a great bike. It's probably I'm trying to think which one I'd get. It'd either be the Gas Gas or the KTM, but probably the KTM. Um, I think they look unreal. So yeah, honestly, <laughs> still rode all the bikes today. Still a bit of a KTM fanboy. It wasn't my shootout winner, but yeah, I really really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, whenever they say it's ready to race, I hopped on it today. I mean, it, it, to be honest, it, it was pretty much ready to race. Like, like you know, he was saying, like, the engine is very, very exciting. Um, out of the Austrian brands, the three, it was the most, um, it had the most pep in its step. I think that... Uh, it was, like, it was like
5: yeah, no, exciting. It was, like, a good It was, like, okay,
2: yeah. all right. Like, yeah. this thing, like, compared to the Husky and Gas Gas, it's almost like it had, like, a Vortex or a gas yeah,
5: yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. It felt, like, super exciting. I'm, like, okay, this thing has, conce- like, a little bit more power than both of those other bikes the suspension is a little bit stiffer it had more hold up for me um, I rode it at the 95 mil sag and I got more comfort out of the like the front like I had more like contact patch like with the front wheel I was able to to like get into the ruts get out and everything was like was good um, it felt a little bit thick to me like just just like you know rider a triangle like sitting on it like it, it' a little bit fatter than than say like uh, the Cowie or the the Honda, but I mean, dude, all around great bike. The freaking Brembo brakes, dude. <sighs> Stop Sweet. on a dime. Yeah. Stop on a dime. Yeah. Um, I didn't get as much skaty feel as I as I did with like the, say the Husky or the Gas Gas. It just felt like a more solid uh, solid motorcycle. And and dude, one thing that I want to say about like the Austrian brands. Those bikes are pretty damn stable. Like they're stable yeah. motorcycles, right? Like yeah. they're, like they don't. Like if you set them up right, I feel like they don't step out. They don't do anything funky. It's almost like a little bit like the Cowie. You know what I mean? And I think even Don mentioned this. He he talked about the Cowie because Don was like, Don's revved up on Cowies. Don loves Cowies. <laughs> it's almost like it's it's kind of like I think it's like it's like riding a boat like a boat don't sink. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a boat, boat don't, it's crash a ship. yeah, it's hard to crash a cruise ship. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and I feel like, dude, like the, the KTM, I'm, I'm riding it, and I'm thinking, I'm like, this thing, this thing fucking, like it, it, it stays where it's, where it's going. Like it's, it's a good motorcycle. So I I was stoked on it a little bit today. Like it, it, it caught me off guard how, how well, um, the KTM really was like, it was just super exciting. the, suspension was a little bit better it had it had great hold up fork and shock uh i'm not a fan of the fork but i mean valving it i'm sure you could get it good if not hey you know there's there's conversion kits for that um yeah i mean i thought i thought it was a great motorcycle yeah
3: i love the ktm i think it's a great bike and you were saying it's race ready right out of the box no problem i race that bike stock all year long the motor is amazing. For me, it might even be one of the best motors because it's easy to ride but has plenty of pep down low and good grunt. It's smooth, it has good mid and top. so it's a great all-around motor for me. Um,
2: one thing I want to add like just just with like what he was saying and what you're saying, like it's ready to race yes, but at the same time, it's a little bit rigid at the beginning. But I feel like over time, it's it one you know, of those better. It's one of those bikes that gets more comfortable and more yeah. comfortable
5: and, and more comfortable. And I think for me being on, like, especially just going through the process of basically switching, like I spent half the year on the old bike and then half the year on the new bike. And there's just, KTM, like, rewards you putting a lot of time on it. I guess every bike does, but it's a very, like, unique feeling. And now, like, for me, after the last few years of, being on a ktm it's kind of got like that honda feeling in a way where like you know back in the day you could ride anyone's honda and it like always felt like a honda I like you could it. kind <laughs> of just ride anyone's yeah. bike and it's still they all kind of felt the same i think ktm like really achieved that feeling mm-hmm. like year on year you, you, they change maybe a little bit more rigid like you know things get different but it sort of just feels like a ktm and if you get used to riding a ktm like they, they really do become an, an awesome bike. I yeah, think.
3: for sure. I, I spent a lot of time on the KTMs, like over the last five years, and and I had the factory edition with the new generation chassis. And you're right; the more time you put on that bike, the better it gets. Um, I feel like the KTM has there's there's a lot of like little things you could do to maybe improve the bike over time. The air fork, I know a lot of people slam the air fork. I don't mind it. I think the suspension on the KTM is pretty darn good and uh definitely the best out of all the austrian brands you know suspension wise and their setting i think they hit the mark the mark pretty well i love the fact you got map switch switches you got traction control you got amazing brakes i like the hydraulic clutch i like the feel of the bike um just all of it feels really really good for me so for me you know ktm's a, a good solid solid 450 can't go wrong
1: I agree with everything you guys have said. I, you go on, the, you ride the other two Austrian bikes, and you go, these are fine. And but you get on the KTM, and it's like, yeah, this thing is exciting, and it's ready to race, and it's stiff, and it just it feels fast when you're sitting on it, and it, and it does reward you for going faster on it, pushing harder. Where the other bikes, like, hey, it's a little bit more comfortable if you're going slower. Yeah. The harder you push on the KTM, the better it gets, and uh, I do like like the engine a lot, like you said, Kyle. It's got a lot of grunt down low, but it's more of a deep torque Mm. than like an exciting snap.
3: It puts power to the ground and moves you forward quickly. Yeah. Yeah, Once you're like,
5: once you're kind of out of any turn, like I ride most turns third, like it'll just grab fourth and just go like it's got, it's kind of got power all the time. It's one of of the best
1: bikes for carrying third because it does have such a deep torque to it. Yeah. And then a ton of mid range and a ton of top and, uh, and it does handle well. And to, Alex, to your point, it doesn't do anything rude. It never really steps out. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the air fork, and one of my complaints with it is, while it never steps out or gets really loose, it constantly just has a little bit of wander, just See, a little bit of skate.
2: That that's what I felt. But then ever I, whenever I went up with the sack, that went away. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So like maybe maybe if you do like ride one here soon. Maybe just yeah. try that, that 95 mil f- sack. Yeah. Like, just bump it up a little bit. What that does is it just puts a little bit more weight on the front wheel. And it, it, you're able to just feel it just a little bit more. Right. Because like I I was right there with you. I'm like, dude, this thing is like right on ice skates. Like it's like chatter, you know? And, and it was like, I could feel it in my hands and I'm like, I can't stick in the rut. Like if I come in a little hot, I'm going to blow the turn, go to the outside. Can't make the inside rut. But once, I raised that rear up, it, it almost like the whole bike was just compliant, and it and it sort of took that out a little bit. Interesting. One of
3: the other things about the KTM that I didn't mention that I kind of feel it, and I only really noticed it riding it back-to-back with some of the other brands, is it does vibrate. It does vibrate. And oh, you yeah. get used to it after you've been on it for a little while, but um, but you ride it back to get back on against a, a Cowie or a Yamaha, and you feel the vibration. Sure. You know? Sure. So...
1: Renee, you're, you've been a pretty big fan of the KTM over the years. What did what do you think of the twenty four?
4: Yeah, um, man. Ever since they they introduced this new chassis, remember way back when when we we got to ride the factory editions, um, I felt like uh, the bike improved for me significantly. Like the KTM has just became like old reliable for me. Yep. Uh, I agree with a lot uh, with a lot what you guys are saying. Like it's just very predictable. Um, it really like inspires you to want to push and go faster. Uh, I think like when you first get on the bike and you're just putting around, you're like, Oh, okay. But then you start pushing hard and you're like, Oh, this thing's got a lot more in the tank. And, um, you know, when they introduced this new fork setting, uh, I never thought that I would like an air fork, you know, I was like probably one of the harshest guys on the air fork. And I didn't think that, um, they were going to be able to find a setting with it. But, um, honestly, I've been riding uh, a bike with air fork and dude, it's, it's really good. Like I honestly can't complain, um, All the tracks here in Southern California aren't like the gnarliest, roughest tracks in the world, but dude, like it really doesn't give you anything to nitpick it on. Um, And nowadays too, there's so many different companies that we've got to test and try out that make amazing conversion kits, Mm, like from Racetech to Enzo. Like I've really, I've tried all of them and and I've been happy with every single one. Um, And, you know, getting on the KTM, it's just like every time you get all the bells and whistles and and like you guys all mentioned, the Brembo components are, are second to none, really, Um, and, uh, the bike's just solid. I I really like the engine. I think it's probably like its strongest, um, part of the bike in in total. Uh, it's, it feels really, it feels really strong down low. You can, you can lug it. It has nice free revving engine. Once you get in those higher RPMs, um, it's, it's just a solid bike, man. And I I had a lot of fun on it today.
1: Kyle, what do you
0: think? I think, I mean, so that was the first bike that I went out on today Mm -hmm. and I was just kind of potting around couple laps just rolling the track and I was like damn it's it's gonna be a long day you know (laughs) but that bike is so stiff um, that like you're going slow it doesn't want to work that great the moment I started warming up and getting better and kind of putting laps together and stuff then that bike really came together Um, the the power of the KTM is 100% usable you know like at no moment did I feel like I was out of control on that bike but there were you know you're you're attached to the throttle and that thing if you wanted to you know pull you out of a corner it will and and one thing about I like about the maps too cuz I rode on the soft map um a lot of the day on the KTM like you know you don't need that grunt on the bottom especially when it's slick and and kind of you know slippery so uh the soft map for me on the KTM today was was kind of the go to the air fork is is one of my favorite forks I know, like a lot of people don't like it, and I think the the biggest thing with the air fork is like controlling the rebound. It's a fast fork. Sure. The the wheel moves quite a bit, right? And I think um, in a lot of like conventional forks, you're trying to chase that where the rebound is fast enough to keep up with the bumps that you're hitting. The faster you go, those bumps, you know, come at you faster, and the fork needs to move faster. So I I kind of like the the idea of having a fork that's a little bit too fast that I can tame and, and kind of like tighten down then the opposite where the fork isn't catching up with the bumps that you're hitting um, don't tell Dahmer but he I think on one of the other Austrian bikes they didn't check the fork pressure for me so Dahmer got off in I think it was like 11 one or whatever I like come in and, and I was like it's this is way too stiff, you know? And they're like, oh, let us let us check And they're like, oh, it's at eleven one. The difference from eleven one to 10.7, which is the stock air pressure on the KTM, made a huge difference, right? And just the fact that you can do that at the track and change spring rates with that air fork, like, I couldn't even imagine having that when you're racing, you know? Because, like, when you're racing, you have a spring fork, and you're kind of like... It's a little bit stiff, but I got to deal with it today. It is what it is. <laughs> I'm like, it, my dad's looking at me like, "There's no way we're changing springs, right? Now. I don't even have <laughs> it in the truck, and you're out of your mind if you think I can do it." So, like, having having the capability to kind of go up and down in spring rates, even though it may like you could go to a spring rate that's too soft for you technically on paper, but it might feel better. You know, sure. like, I, I think that's that's an awesome technology that I think KTM keeps, you know, fine tuning. And it's getting to a point now where it's acceptable. You know, yeah. like, there are forks in the past that you're, like... Yeah, it's okay. gotten
5: so much better than, like, 2019 was the oh, first Air remember Fork. Remember
0: the, uh, the Cowie, the white fork? Oh, yeah, yeah. those, yeah. I r- did one model on it, and I took them off and put, like I said, a 2013, you know, like, 250F forks on it. But, like, it's gotten to a level now where it's like, oh, I can see... Yeah you keep evolving. But this. that's
5: KTM in general, right? Like they'll go with something and it'll suck yeah. for years. And then <laughs> next, that next year, it's like the best thing. And then every other manufacturer starts to catch up. And it was like electric start. It was hydraulic clutch. Like oh, it was Brembo's like it, they've, they always KTM is a brand. They like are down to take a risk and put something on their production bike. That's just not it yet. And they just stubbornly stick to it, yeah. and they get it better yeah. and better and better. And I think you're right; like this is definitely like the best generation of air fork. They're, they're
4: just yeah. they're willing to push the envelope to yeah. to better the bikes, and it's it's funny to see things trickle down. Yeah, you know, like you're, you're seeing them more and more. Like people are just adopting things that they've been doing for years. You know. Yeah.
0: But they have such a crazy team, you know, like with Roger and like all those guys, where it's like. You should probably listen to us. Yeah. (laughs) We kind of know what we're doing, you know? (laughs) But like, they would never say that. But with the products that they've come out recently, you're like, cool, let's see. Like, Mm -hmm. I I would love to see this air fork continue into the future. And how much better can you get it? Like, that's what's exciting to me for like doing the shootouts next year or something. How much better can they get that air fork? Because the, the, like, the cons of it, yeah, there are some cons, but the pluses, the the swing on that is is way crazy. Like, you know, I I think they'll nail it for sure.
3: Yeah.
1: So moving on to our final bike, Kyle, what you what do you think of the Yamaha? The Yamaha,
0: yeah. I mean, so this is the second time that I've ridden that bike, right? Um, did you
1: do the shootout with us last year? Yeah, you yeah.
0: Did. Yep. And you know, Yamaha was pretty set on a setting that they had developed. Um, with their team and everything and you know they didn't really want to step away from that and so when we uh originally tested that bike you know i was it just didn't feel like it did today right what
2: Um, what was it was it 97 mil sag and then seven mil a fork was that so
0: it was, it, was, it was like ninety yeah it, it was, was like ninety, 90 it it was, yeah. it was
2: something crazy like that yeah now yeah. now it's like what three and one oh five yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a big you know, change
1: Don Don and I went to the to the launch back in back in Florida and and to their credit hey, that track was tacky and it the bike worked great with we ran like ninety five or ninety eight millimeters of sag or something like that mm-hmm. that bike worked amazing. Yeah. And, but that's different dirt and the goat farm was amazing and it was tacky and grippy and it didn't get that rough. Was it was the hero flight, dirt? They were, yeah, they were really t- trying dirt. to showcase, yeah. they were really trying to showcase how good this new Yamaha would corner. Yeah. And, and it did, it worked great. But when we got it back here, it was like, Whoa, this thing's busy. Mm-hmm. And they hadn't, I mean, we literally got back from the intro and jumped into the shootout and they hadn't had a lot of time on it. And we certainly didn't have a lot of time on it. They were really pushing this setup and, it wasn't the right setup. No.
4: no.
0: Especially for where we were. I mean, yeah. we were at Kahia, Big, long straightaways. You know, coming downhill. Like, it just felt so nervous. This year, complete different, like, completely different bike, you know? Um, I mean, the the engine that Yamaha has built, it is in its, it's in a class of its own. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the low-end power of that bike, and then as it transitions into the mid and the top end you feel it, the power on the ground all the way through it. And, and it's really one of those bikes where like, you'll go into a corner and you'll kind of lug it and you'll, you'll come around the rut and you'll feel like you're driving out of the corner. And then you keep going and you're like, Oh shit, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> like, it keeps going, you know? So, um, the first couple of laps that I had on that bike, you, you, you got to get used to the power it, and then the fast map it's, it's almost too much. like, for a me lot. at least. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but yeah, the, the power is amazing. The sound to match the power is like a combination that is perfect. You know, um, obviously a lot of people are going to change the pipe on that bike, but in stock form, just the, the sound and the power, that combination, they, they nailed it on that. Right. Um, overall, the suspension is, is probably one of the plushes in the class. I would say, uh, you know, they, they did a lot of work to the bodywork work um, last year and that made the Yamaha become a thin bike now. You know, like that was <laughs> the first thing that you heard from people when uh, the original Yamaha was out. They were like, oh, it's so thick in the front and all that. That's not even an issue. Like, no. if if you think that the Yamaha is a thick bike now, you, you're you just not, you haven't ridden the new one, you know? Um, but overall, the Yamaha <clears throat> is an amazing bike and, and I, I think I mentioned it to a couple of you guys but like, I feel like I was going ten miles per hour faster in every section of the track, on the Yamaha. Wow. Yeah.
4: Renee, what'd you think? Yeah, big day. I mean, uh, the the Yamaha is just like it's it's a, such a well rounded bike, and um, you know, Kyle talking about our experiences that we had last year, like it it just goes to show how important it is uh, that you got to set your bike up right, you know, um, and uh, you know this year having a little bit more flexibility to kind of chase that target setting that, that we were looking for um, gave me a completely different experience on that bike today um, in just one year. And also too, I mean, I've got to spend a little bit more time on the bike throughout the year. And, and we got that setting that I jumped on it right away and I was like, man, this thing is so much fun. Like I, I can't say like it, you know, you get into like those deep, sandy turns on that bike and it doesn't even phase it. Like it's got so much power. You almost don't even need a clutch like it's got so much torque and there's no hiccups in the power the power curve whatsoever i think we'll we'll rev to the moon and continue to pull um i was just really happy with the yamaha all day like all around like it, it's it got such an awesome suspension package that they've been known for for the last you know i don't know how many years uh, you just can't beat it like kyb is just such a solid um suspension components to use and uh the bike's a little bit slimmer now it corners great still got that real real nice stability um I, I was really happy with the balance of the bike especially with those hard um downhill braking sections like the bike held up really nice and just it worked underneath you like perfect i just squeezed the bike with my legs and let the thing work and uh throw it throw it into turns and it just stays put you know yeah. um yeah man i was super stoked on the yami today
1: yeah i agree with a lot of the things both of you have said and and i like the yamaha just because i'm look i'm not into i, I don't need to go out and do 40 minute motos i'm not necessarily looking for something i could go hey i'm gonna go ride this for a long time not get tired i want to i want some excitement right and and i don't think there's anything that delivers anything in the class that delivers like the yamaha does as far as low-end punch and grunt and excitement it's like wow this thing is so impressive and uh to me that's fun right i'd ra- i'd rather go super hard for 10 minutes, then go, hey, I'm gonna go ride 75% for 40 minutes. That's not That's not where I'm at in my life. Like, I, hey, I wanna have some excitement. Um, so nothing is even close to the Yamaha engine for me. Uh, Mid range is, is excellent, top end is excellent. Um, but also to your point, I get on it and I go, man, this is the plushest bike. It's the suspension is so comfortable on the little chop, but also so uh, predictable and confidence inspiring on big landings. It's got great bottoming resistance. To your point, it corners better now, it's lighter, it's narrower, like like Kyle was saying. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I I really, really enjoyed it. And I didn't realize that Yamaha was so stuck last year on that setting, because they let me set it at 105. And uh, I, I'm sorry, Don, Don's <laughs> flipping me off right now. And, did they not let you change it? Wow. Pat put his foot down and said, wow. no, I, just, "I want 105
4: they, sag." They were they were
1: bummed at me because they go, "Hey, you you liked 95 back east." And I'm like, "Yeah, but here this it needs 105," and and it, and it worked well. And I didn't realize until after the deal that that um, they kind of held a line with you. Hmm. But um, anyway, for all of those reasons you guys just described, I, I really enjoyed the bike today.
3: Yeah, I mean the Yamaha is an amazing bike. It's a race ready machine right out of the box. The motor is definitely in a class all of its own. Might even be a little too much for me. I think I would need some time to get used to it because it uh, it certainly can be a bit of a handful if you're not ready for it. Compared to some of the you know the other bikes, suspension super plush, best in its class for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. What can you say? It's just it uh, it definitely has the best suspension out of all the bikes, hands down. Um, turning's really good. It does everything really really good definitely you know there's three bikes for me that really stood out today and that's one of them you know so um yeah the Yamaha is just a great package all the way around they've they've done a great job moving forward with this this new bike the last couple of years and I just think that um you know they'll continue to refine it and with the 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 power tuner app that that comes on your phone you can do so many so much stuff with it you know Mm. what I mean like there's guys that could, you know, de- you can detune the motor to make it slower, you can make it hit harder, you just do whatever you want with it. Um, having that kind of flexibility with a bike is makes it so marketable for a lot of people. You know, like you were talking about the KTM and the fork being an air fork. Yeah, that's really adjustable for a lot of people. Well, the Yamaha has that with their tuner app and it can be, it, it can be you know, you play with it and you can get it just how you want it. So... Good job. Yamaha's a great I, bike.
1: I was mentioning to Stevie today. He asked me how I like the Cowie, and I go, hey, it's great, and it's got a really smooth, broad power band down low. And he goes, do you like that? I can put that in. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want that. But he goes, oh, "All right, <laughs> I, I can do it if you want, mm-hmm. and uh, that's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's
2: – Yeah, it, it, into like I, I think that's something that the, the other brands I feel like need to catch up on. It's one thing that Yamaha has that a lot of the other – other brands don't. Um and and another thing too that sticks out for me with the Yamaha and I feel like that and the Suzuki are the only ones that have uh cable clutch. Mm-hmm. I love the cable clutch. I do too. I'm old school guy. I love the feel. Um, you know, just for the start, everything of that sort. Like it's just it it just has a different feel, right? Yeah. Like I don't I don't know, like with a hydraulic I feel like either it's it's out or it's in. There's no real like in between modulation or anything of that sort, and with the cable clutch, I have a little bit more feel. Uh, the engine is the best in its class. The bike is 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 it's almost like it, it went on a diet from the previous model. Um, so I mean, the bike's somewhat unchanged, but at the same time, it's like, dude, th- this motorcycle, it's just it's so good. It's I feel like it's just a step above every other motorcycle between the engine, the suspension, the electronics, you know, with it, with it having that cable, cable clutch still, um, you know, and I, and I think it took a bit to get used to, cause I, I rode the previous model, you know, in 20, well, what was that? 2022. Yep. Yeah. I rode the previous model and I loved the, the peg placement, but now after riding the bike a little bit more, the the new peg placement that's down and back a little bit it's 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 grown on me quite a quite a bit Uh, you know I love the the backwards engine the torque feel like you just you can like it sounds like a fucking jet you're just like (laughs) ah fuck like I'm going fast like when you crack the throttle like it just feels like an earthquake is just fucking happening underneath like in between your legs dude it's just like power to the ground and then it's just Going, I don't know. I love the Yamaha, um, and I yeah, I just I just think that it's 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 a step above. I jumped some stuff out to flat today. I did some smacking on the faces of some jumps, just like I did with all the other brands. And I didn't get any bottom any bottoming. I didn't feel anything in my hands. It was super plush. I don't think I hit any of the stops. And uh, and yeah, dude, it was it was uh, it was a great motorcycle today. The power was a little bit heavy for me, like I'm like, dude, like I've been sitting at a desk for quite a bit. like you want to detune
3: it just a little <laughs> yeah, bit just a little bit. I kept it, I
2: kept it on the mellow map. I kept me it too. on the mellow map, but dude, even then I'm like, even on the mellow map, it felt more exciting, it had more torque, it had more bottom than any of the other brands that I rode.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah no, I pretty much agree. like it's funny though, uh the KTM I would ride in third gear, pretty much every everywhere except like the inside rut like that tight one before mm-hmm. the, the single but so it's like this the yamaha is like way more exciting it feels way faster but i was second gear through the turns so like a kind of weird characteristic there like didn't seem to want to lug in the way that the ktm did but yeah it was just i wasn't a big deal like you just down a gear um but yeah such a cool feeling to have like that much power and it's just right there all the time i think like you said with the clutch it kind of like it's just got a little bit more excitement or it's got maybe it's a little bit more malleable in a sense because you can kind of control the drag and the slip a bit but yeah it was like phenomenal to be honest and going from i, r- I rode the aggressive map then i went no <laughs> like that's a lot uh put that in the mellow setting um yeah, I just enjoyed it. Like it, it was one of those bikes. Like Don, I said, I was like, all right, I don't know how I'd pick a winner. Like there's all there, there was three bikes that were awesome, and he basically said if there was you know fifteen grand to buy one for yourself, and then I'm like, oh, kind of brings some stuff into fa- into play, like some different factors, and I just think like pure excitement of like owning that bike. Like I'd be stoked to like you said, just go and have fun, like to take that bike to parlor or to Glen Helen and just, like, write it in different places and just, like, have that feeling, that sound, but then have it wrapped in a package that is, like, very forgiving, very compliant, like, again, that, you know, that S section before the tabletop, it's like you got that chatter and you just don't really feel it in your feet. You're not feeling it in your back. Like, it's just power's going to the ground and there's a lot of power, so, Yeah. yeah.
2: And then, like what you said, that Don said, it's like, hey, if you had 15 grand to buy a motorcycle, right? Every other brand that we've talked about, yeah, it's great in stock form, but like, hey, you know, Cowie doesn't have bottom end. You want to get an ECU, you want to get a pipe. KTM, you want to change the fork. You know, like Husky, you want to maybe get a linkage, change the fork. All of these other bikes, like, you know, Honda, get a different triple clamp. The Yamaha, yeah, you could just keep it. Yeah, you just keep it like hey you have 15 grand you spend 10 grand on the motorcycle and then boom like you'll have that other whatever to go out to dinner eat some food eat some <laughs> yeah yeah drinks. yeah you know because it's like the suspension is good stock yeah like i mean dude almost anyone if they are if they're anywhere from the 175 to 185 95 even like weight range could go and race that motorcycle yeah and, and you wouldn't even have to touch it you set the sag and go and race it it has plenty of power you have so much adjustability. You know, the bike is super durable. It's just an all around amazing motorcycle. You know, yeah. I mean, like everything holds up with the, with the Yamaha. Like, I mean, the wheels are good. It, it's, just, it's just a great motorcycle.
5: Just a terrible bar pad. So <laughs> a
2: terrible bar pad. I will say the bar the pad thing, is. That's yeah. the
5: thing you do have to buy. You have to buy a new bar pad. And
2: would you rather have the Yamaha bar pad or the gas gas bar bend?
5: Oh, the okay. Yamaha barbers. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Dude, the Gas Gas bar band is whack. I literally felt like I. Clipped out of Nante. I got on. It. I was like, "Is this Marvin's bike? Yeah. Like, this is straight Moosecan's back right now. Like, it's levers are up. Thing. It was yeah. That was a very French Gas very Gas. Very French Yeah, band. it's DV. Yeah, yeah.
0: DV. Yeah, he David snuck in there. And was mm-hmm. like, this is the
1: band. So we've gone through all the bikes, good and bad. We're just gonna go quickly around the room. We'll we'll, we'll start with you. You you uh, you talked about it a little bit. You know the the hardest part about the shootout is at the end, going okay. Gotta pick one. Yeah. Which one are you picking? Let's just talk about our top picks.
5: I would I would go and buy Yamaha. Yeah. Which okay. is which is wild to say.
2: <laughs>
3: Yamaha. Yeah. Wow. Uh, for me, it's a tough one because there's there's three bikes that are really really close in my you can't eyes. Say that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I picked the Cowie. Yeah. Yeah. For me. Yep. yep.
1: You look good on the Cowie, and when we rode it at Glen Helen, I went. You know what? He looks good on this I bike. Felt just it's so great good looking bike. But yeah. I would be happy
3: with any of those. You know, Yamaha, Cowie, KTM. Yep. they're all great, great bikes. So,
1: if if I'm buying one tomorrow, I'm buying a Yamaha, for all the reasons we talked about.
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I have to agree with you. I'm bleeding blue this year. I'm gonna have to go with the Yamaha.
0: Kyle? Yamaha, Yamaha for me. For really? sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: That's yep. pretty uh that's a, a pretty sweep. convincing a win, yeah. Yep. but yeah I mean it was it was definitely close for me i I went I went Yamaha uh Cowie and KTM and I think I just have to like be clear of my KTM bias too <laughs> yeah. so like I've been on KTM so long. I love the I love those bikes. I'll probably always have a version of those bikes in my shed but yeah I just think that that probably influenced my decision even more. You to not pick that black first or second is yeah. is almost like you know you get a whole pass like I'm I'm going to <laughs> yeah. I'm going to experience something different you know yeah
2: straight no. up and, and I was thrown off by how good the Cowie was I, mm. I'm going to be completely honest with you and like I even said something to Pat I'm like ah, it's pretty close if they if Yammy there motor, if there was cowie, if there was yeah. if there was a little bit more bottom end in, in the Cowie and they had that adjustability with like like a tuner or something of that sort I would say it would be very, very, very tough to pick between the Kawasaki and the Yamaha, just because the new Kawasaki is well, very, very. Kawi comes
3: with a tuner now, like an app, like a, yeah. a tuner app.
2: Yeah. Oh okay. All right. Well, phone. shoot. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, son <laughs> of a bitch, I might have to. Well, they. I wrote a stock form today, and it was still sluggish, and yeah. they didn't decide, They didn't want to change it, so I was just like, you know what, Yamaha. <laughs> Yamaha. Just, we
4: just need we just need lock-ons on the Yamaha. That's, I don't mind the bar pad. Just stock on. So oh, no, the I've worst
5: grips, eh? Hey. That's, that's so that's bad. That's my biggest stock complaint. Groups. They've been like that forever, too, dude. Hey, dude,
2: they're it's not bad bike. at all, dude. They, they, they come stock, right yeah. off. Oh. You, oh, t- hey, two years ago, hey, you want to you want to get a freaking cowie bar, like a yeah, grip they were, off of a handlebar. Yeah, they were bad. You want to use a stock freaking throttle tube off of a cowie? No, they to would thr- ship it to you with the the grip on it. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, horrible. Oh god. You basically
5: have to throw the bars away from a stock. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, just one part, literally just like the grip. You would just razor blade it until you kind of got it like somewhat yeah. off. Yeah. There'd still be a layer of rubber, and you would just slide <laughs> the new grip. Right yeah, it'd on just the be like out. this big just around like just, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, everybody, thank you very much for tuning in to the podcast. We're gonna have a lot more. Uh, we're gonna have a lot more on the on the shootout, um, on a, on the website, on the YouTube, you know, the whole deal. Everybody, thank you very much for participating. I appreciate it and um uh, any closing thoughts
3: they're all great bikes they're, they're all, great all great bikes pick a yeah. color and go buy
5: one yeah just out. buy what you want yeah, yeah. you yeah. know yeah. like just don't i'd say don't be like too influenced because a lot of time like you're the one that's got to buy it you're the one that's got to ride it and like there i'd go have phone calls and i just go look at my bikes dude, in the shed. Actually, you know what i mean so it's like just yeah. buy one you want to like look at and be with because they can all be good.
2: I'm yeah. going to be honest. I'm bummed that Suzuki wasn't here because I, I really, really do like this Suzuki. Yeah. This I, I, I honestly, like I do, I'm a believer in the Suzuki. Kickstart my heart, <laughs> dude. I'm bummed. I, there. <laughs> I think we
3: sit up here and we kind of nitpick these bikes. We might say like a little bit negative here, whatever. But you They're kind of have all, to, right? It'll, yeah, you I mean like, that's what we're doing. We're yeah. comparing them, but just so everyone knows, they are all amazing bikes. They are, so and I can't, can't ride can't
5: any one of them to even 50 percent of its potential. So all of this is just crapped <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Right. Thank you very much.